You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Why do you have to excuse a puffy jacket? I come from breakdancing where you wear bombers era. Like, I'm, I'm of that age. And you're going to apologize for a puffy jacket? Get the fuck out of here. You look cool. No, it's just like fucking four degrees here. And, in, and I record in the garage because I'm loud and my kids, they got to sleep. And uh, so it can just get a little swishy, like in the recording. So I was noticing it in ours last week. I'm like, fuck, why do I gotta move so much? Just sit still. It's like. I I wish they would invent a a jumping mic that kept everything calibrated for me if I'm jumping around when I'm recording. So, you know, I got. I know. Providence, Rhode Island, like. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. God help us if we, me and Chelsea, ever get together. Our my, we're, it's going to be tough to figure out how to get each other not on e- picking up on each other's mics. Um, oh, yeah. But, Chol, you ready? Yes. Yeah, I'm good. Three, two, one, click. All right. That's a, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> we got it down, kind of. We like to think we do. Some, yeah. Is anybody going to take a stab and tell the listeners what's going to go on here? Or what? I mean, anybody want to even take? I'm not going to. You Either one of you, Raquel <laughs> or Chelsea, uh, visitors from the Baroque Bitches podcast, uh, any guess at what's going to happen here? Somebody take a stab. Well, I, mean... I think. <laughs> do you want to go? <laughs> No, go ahead. Go right ahead. I think um, this is a little bit of a fresh take on art history and art history gossip, mainly the gossip part of it for sure, Um, and getting into what art means for us and not being so like – uh, academic and like yeah we're kind it. of probably gonna be a little bit of on the dumb side of the show and i mean that in like yes. the best way possible totally. yeah. oh i um. i i want to agree and i do agree i don't know how forcefully <laughs> to agree on the dumb but no i um no so for me in on the philosophy i do an art and philosophy show something right. out of the nothing here and um for me it's uh if you put it up to academics and you would think the same way, you're both, you're both smart. You put things up to academics. It ain't going to sound right. Like there's something rather than I'm talking to people. I'm talking to musicians. I'm talking right. to exotic dancers. Yeah. I'm talking yes. to Baroque bitches, I'm talking <laughs> to singers, opera singers. So, and it's, it's philosophy for the people. And I would say your art, art history for uh, maybe kind of the more dirty minded, but, but people in general, uh, your yeah. art history for people, right? Yeah, yeah. We're certainly trying to be. I think that, you know, in general, things have gone like the landscape of what an art history podcast looks like is changing. I mean, just even an art history lesson is changing as, you know, everything becomes less proper and everybody has more access to this shit. Like, it, it's just going and we're hoping for to kind of bring a low brow quality to a historically really high brow area um you know we did both go to art school we do have the privilege of having like a background in education 
But we both kind of, I think, even during that time, we're like, this is we kind were of making, bullshit. We were making you know? fun of it the whole time. The uh, whole like, time. Okay. Why didn't he talk about his time with the hookers more? We like <laughs> that part. Three of us have been in the back of this class. The three of us, imagine that. Never mind a podcast. The three of us in the back of the class. Two mm-hmm. casualties. Two people when they made it through just because of basic disciplinary uh control over the classroom issues but i uh no i mean i think it's i think it's funny you know like all right so we so it's smart stuff right and it's art stuff and it's philosophy and Mm. um geez if you listen to the way it's told sometimes you'd have a hard time believing any of these are human beings with the passions desires and fuck-ups and drug problems or whatever they did well like everybody's a human and there's an exalted piece where it's like you know, uh, it is boring as fuck. So this episode is <laughs> not going to be boring as fuck. That's our Hopefully that's not. our commitment no. to. That's the goal. Um, but but I want to stop one second. I want to, before we get too far in uh, the both of you, I ran into the Baroque Bitches podcast and I've been listening to it since. And we just, you know, connected via Instagram. I'm like, let's do yeah. art stuff because I just, you know, sometimes you find something you love, you jump right in. But tell the listeners, because you're newer to this podcasting thing, tell, yeah. oh, yes. tell folks who you are and what you're up to. <laughs> oh, um, so, you know, I have, Ken, do you have kids? You, you told me uh, you have kids, right? Three, three, three children. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And so I just had my second, my daughter eight months ago, my second child. And I, I, you know, I don't know how parenthood was for you when you first went there, but I think for a lot of people, especially artistic types. I mean, we're kind of part of a crew that's not doing the kids thing anymore. And, um, you know, my identity for a long time was going to late night shows, you know, doing my bohemian lifestyle. And then you have kids and that really can't, those two things don't really fit together. Um, And so for a long time, like, I just found it really isolating. A lot of my friends wouldn't reach out to me because they thought I was busy, which I was. And it's like, how do we sort of reconnect and where do I, what's my, you know, my purpose now that I don't have the gift of time because it has to be for the kids. Um, and, and I've been navigating that for like four years and, you know, a girlfriend of mine has a podcast called too scary. Didn't watch. Um, and it's just a horror movie recap podcast and she started it. It's really, really fun podcast. You guys should check it out. And she started it right around the same time I had my son and now it's this huge thing. And you know, she really just inspired me. Like you can kind of make something out of nothing. And this is something where like it, though it does take a lot of time because it is based in research and work sort of like in, you know, taking in a lot to get a small amount of information that's interesting or we find interesting or weird or funky. And, um, it's still like able to be done in these like small bits of time that lead to big amounts of progress for us. And so I got this idea, like, let's like, I think I want to do a podcast. I love gossip podcasts. I love weird facts about art history. And, um, I had a professor in college who, for um, history, who gave us a lesson on Thomas Jefferson and had us read his letters to his to one of his slaves. He was 
uh, having a sexual affair with and children right. with. And I was like, right. you know, obviously I want to know more about this. I mean, if anybody mm. likes Law & Order SVU, you know what I'm talking about. You mm. like the down and dirty details. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, is this done in an art space? And looking and looking, I didn't really find anything. I mean, sure, there's, you know, um, accessible art history podcasts out there, but this is just something we think's a little different. And uh, reached out to Chelsea because she's part of my tried and true crew that I've had for a long time. And I knew she'd be reliable and dependable because she always has been. And she's like, fuck, yeah, let's do this thing. Like, obviously, and, we're doing this. There's no yeah. question. There's no schedule. It's fine. We'll figure <laughs> it. We'll fit it in. It's fine. And so I don't have kids, healthy, so I have yeah. a lot of nice free time to be, to be doing crazy stuff and crazy research. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, riff, riff on it too. What, what's, what's, what's the show? What you've been up to putting it together, together? Uh, yeah, why, yeah. why broke, why broke bitches? And yeah, you came up you with know, the like, name. Yeah, you can't. All yeah. right, tell us. Tell us well, tell I us think, I on. think, um, Baroque, you can really think about the playoff of Baroque could also be broke. And if you're talking about art, you're talking about being broke, talking, probably a little bit. Broke, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a little play of words of we're broke bitches, but we're also let's pretend to be classy about it. We love the Baroque period. It's one of our one of our first episodes was on Louis the Fourteenth and um, the cult of Versailles, and um, <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth. Oh my gosh all time it's a really stinky episode it's stinky was stinky very stinky and very gross and but also like hiding in this high fanciness of you have to be you have to have the right embellishment on your lapel or else you're cast out and gossip was the biggest thing in that era when it came to the upper class and like the king's courts and all that stuff. It was it was all about gossip. It was all about who did what, who's sleeping with who. There's people writing to each other secretly yeah. in, in different codes of hey, oh my gosh, I saw the king with so-and-so, and what do you think about that? I think I can get my my ass in over there. And yeah, um, now we're interested. Getting, we're uh, digging in here, yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, so the Baroque era, I mean, and then, of course, all of the art. You're talking about Velazquez, Caravaggio. I mean, these guys are all problems and they <laughs> <laughs> and um i just feel like and like the intensity of the artwork itself is so obvious of that it's all drama so that's what they're interested in is the drama you can see like the the location of the light source the uses of um tones is creating more drama for a situation that's already really dramatic like yeah. you don't need to add more but you got yeah. to because you're in the baroque era that's what's that what makes it Everything. fun yeah 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 so i thought broke bitches of course adding bitches in there a little bit just we gotta weed out the people that just so they know up front what we're about like we're not the trying tone. it's kind of like the subtle yeah. tone of what yeah 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 we're it's like you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and reading about even comments on like other people's podcasts like the art history babes or 
Um, you know, like there will be always be that uppity person that's like, oh, they said bitch, and it's like, yeah, I fucking you, said you've bitch. Denigrated, are... You've denigrated God. You've you've besmirched, <laughs> oh, you've besmirched yeah. the holy. Like how oh, dare man. they? Yeah. I really oh, like it I, that they said bitch. It's like okay, dude, well, they dare you to pray for me. Like just yeah. do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. That sounds like a dear. We get a dear right there from from from, from, from uh, ch- some Chelsea. Now, uh, <laughs> I, so uh, great, everybody. Um, and and we'll get into this episode here that we're doing. We're already in. You know, it's like that. But um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention something funny about because I'm, I think about in a conversation like this um, and I get to admit for myself like uh, I'm an artist and I've studied art but there's funny things about my background uh, one is I never really saw myself as practicing and in, in, in making things in the fullest except for the last five years of my life uh, which includes a time where I'm doing a podcast. I think what's also really interesting, um, you know, kind of come from a working class city, working class background. Mm-hmm. As a little kid, I was interested in, oh, billion things related to art, my comic books, great movies, all these type of things. So I was always right. like just wild for art. But um, I have never, ever, ever taken an art class, for example. Mm-hmm art history, art class, anything. And what's also interesting, that's not to say I haven't studied art because the one class, formal class I ever took was in the philosophy department and it was aesthetics Mm. in the philosophy of art, which obviously stuck in my head, like as an idea for 20 something years. And then I've like, the podcast is basically just like, let's explore anything, but like, right. what the, what the fuck's art? Like, what is it supposed mm-hmm. to do? If like, we dedicate our whole spirit and being to it, like, mm-hmm. what is it like, like for a philosopher, <laughs> like, like, I don't, you know, sometimes I ask that question and like, like, what is art? And they're like, I don't know. And then they're like an existential crisis of being like, I've fucking done this for like 50 <laughs> years. And like, yeah. I don't, we have no idea why. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I totally get that. Um, uh, and I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the like the what is art conversation um, is something that um, I think comes up in all all art classrooms or all um, bars. <laughs> like, yeah. what is yeah. art? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. and I and I always like try to simplify the best I can. If like I have a, I teach art class, so um, sometimes my students will be like, "What is art exactly?" Yeah, and yeah. you gotta like kind of parse it together of the root meaning of the word art is to fit together and what the hell you're oh, fitting together i don't know yeah, anything yeah. you want and, and like to me yeah. art is about about freedom and um artistic license is like a really big deal for me personally because yeah. everybody has one so that's that's kind of the beauty of it is that every single person has some kind of artistic license and yeah, you don't need a together. fancy education to do this thing. Oh no, you, you know? don't need that. Save your money. You need <laughs> to be human, right? Well, you need to be human, right? Got, yeah. Yeah. And we have YouTube now, so we're good. Oh, hell <laughs> hell oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Um, there's a question hanging in the background, uh, and I guess I'm gonna try to wrangle this thing throughout. It is yeah, uh something rather than I'll try to wrangle it. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> what is what is this before we all embark on this of philosophy and what we, what is this episode? What are we doing? This episode right now? Yeah, like what are we gonna do? I mean, I I heard you dug up some saucy stuff for one. So I'm assuming that's in there. We Maybe did we hear from a little birdie, and <laughs> I think that little yeah. birdie is named Ken, and yes. that Kenny. you're a Diego Kenny. Velasquez fan, Kenny. Mm. Yes, yes. I was going um, too personal with it. I got too close, too quick. I was trying to yep. give you a nickname. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I, I got nicknames. I work in a. I got. I work in a labor movement. I work in a labor movement. I got nicknames, but um, uh, I talked about. Um, the, you asked me like about about art, and I said uh, like, and I was in high school, and um, I uh, was introduced to Velasquez. It was the first time I ever right. like studied or heard of this and the other pieces too i didn't tell you this because in the message i figured i'd tell you in the show so i went to spain a few months cool. after i started studying velasquez now nobody i mean this was this was so i was 17 years old completely out of the ordinary but i scraped together any money that i could and like asked people for money and then paid it off later but the the huge motivation was I found out that there were no guys coming on this that, that were going on this trip. <laughs> and there are 12 uh, juniors and senior females. And I'm like, if you're going to go to Spain, I mean, I was not the most socially adept kid. I was smart, though. Right. So I right. said, if there's 12 of my classmates going for a month in Spain, which I heard is a pretty cool country, if mm -hmm. I can do this, I'm going to do it. So I went to Spain. And I saw Velasquez uh, in Spain. So that seminal. There it was. The, yeah. 17 years old. And that's Velasquez for me. But uh, yeah. Velasquez yeah. is a Baroque bitch. Velasquez <laughs> is a Baroque bitch. And you know what's like, you know, we have art education and we have art background and we like art. And I think a lot of people like art and even a lot of visual artists like you don't take the time to dig into who these people are, but you want to kind of know, like it's fun to learn about them. So um, we came up with a little offering of some, oh, some sort wow. for you. I've been around for a few years with the podcast. I appreciate it. Like, it's very democratic and accessible form, but I appreciate the offering. Well, we're coming. So we call this two T's and a lie. Um, and it's just, just played like two truths and a lie. So I'm going to go over three T's and see if you can guess which one's the, the lie. Are you ready? Are you ready? I, I, I'm as ready as I can be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so T1, Diego Velasquez's work is so controversial and has fallen victim to being attacked by, with a meat cleaver. Mm -hmm. T number two, Diego Velasquez painted a portrait of a pope that incited such a strong reaction, the pope actually hit him with his staff. Or T number three, one of Diego Velasquez's most famous paintings features a woman who would go on to marry her uncle. Mm. So <laughs> if you need me to repeat it, just let me know. No. No, I've, I've excluded. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm correct. I, 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 I excluded one. One is one is one is so. Um, one and, is so. <laughs> yeah, one is so. One is um, T. Uh, def that I have that as T. 
Um, so I'm between, <laughs> I'm between two and three, and this is not like the one you would call in. Uh, I can. You like, can't call a landline. No, no. lifeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you okay see my to hands be wrong. Are I don't have my phone. <laughs> now you've got into the deepest psychological issue that I have. Right, a few minutes into the show, the deepest psychological issue. I might be wrong. No, um, I. I I'm going to say I the only answer I can give and it's the strongest answer I can give is I believe two is the lie. <gasps> ding a ding a ding you're right. Yay. Got it. I thought it was too yeah. extreme. I thought it was too extreme. I I thought it was too extreme. Yeah. So Pope, you would Pope think innocent. so, right? Yeah, go ahead, Joel. Pope Innocent actually liked Velazquez's portrait of him. He liked it a lot. And um, Pope Innocent did not like sitting for portraits, but he did really like his portrait. Michelangelo was the artist that Pope Julius II ah, struck with his staff after he refused you. to show him his I sketches. We call I him Beatty Sticky Pope. Beatty Sticky yeah, Pope. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Pope Julius was not the nicest guy, and he had to no. deal with Michelangelo, who was also kind of crazy too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to tell love you, Michelangelo, for the record. Yes. Thank you. I wanted to just uh, interrupt. I want to give. Uh, I was. Um, uh, just a little shout out uh, for on New Year's Eve. I was out at the Met for the first time in my life in New York yes. City. Nice. And uh, my partner, Jenny, uh, were accompanied by uh, Kenyara Ely, opera singer, uh, soprano. Uh, wow. And we awesome. went into the Met. We were talking about things. But I was talking about the uh, the Velasquez and the Cleaver. And I believe it's the um, Venus. Uh, yeah. Venus so- painting in the National Gallery in uh london yeah it's in london and it's actually been attacked twice twice so the first time um a gal attacks it with a meat cleaver as part of a demonstration for women's suffrage yes um having to deal with like the idealization of a female image in the in the painting it's actually the only nude that survived that he did he, uh, oh, but yeah, I like oh, people just yeah. love all the ro- rich royal people just loved him. Um, yeah, and Velasquez and- actually did a lot of nudes that was very controversial. It was not it was not cool to be having ladies in your studio naked. Are his and- nudes hot, or is it are, are his nudes hot, or they're kind of? We don't know. Yeah, a lot of them have so there's no, survived. There's no- yeah. The Venus is the only one, and poor girl is out there in the elements. I mean, so she was, she was just, (laughs) she got cleaved more recently. (laughs) There were climate change activists Mm, and who took little hammers and were keeps getting attacked. Yeah, I mean, and everybody's like, poor Venus. She's just trying to be here. She's just trying to live. Kind of live. She's got her little butt out. Yeah, like, there must be some proper sitting. behavior in a in a museum, even for us. I mean, it, there must be some. I mean, I mean you know, cleaver. there is a role like don't attack the art, please. Like That's you not, know, if you can help it. Unless Typically, it don't touch it unless you're supposed to. But mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> uh, respect, yeah, respect it. Yes, yes. Yeah, you gotta just like respect it a little bit. But um, you know, the the white walls and the all that. Like we're you know, 
we're we're not we're not the ones keeping quiet at a museum. I think we even actually have been asked to quiet down in a museum or two. I could and... see that. Haven't listened to the show. <laughs> I haven't listened to the show. I, I yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I mean, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it. We tried our best to dig up some tea. It was fun. He didn't there wasn't a whole lot about him, but there definitely that was my was guess. A lot. But I if I knew there was somebody to to like dig it out that's why I, that's why i asked uh you and um no i i think a lot about the velasquez in uh you know classical uh painting but anytime i think of velasquez if and i love that this happens for me my mind immediately thinks of francis bacon because oh the, yeah the oh yeah i love that portrait matter. so i love how my head goes like because for me, as much as I adore Velasquez, it was really kind of the one I'm intro introed in. And there's, you know, it's not my period where I like understand it all, get like super jazz compared to like some other type of movements. But seeing that, it immediately flips for me too with the bacon stuff. So I see him at the same mm. time and it messes with my head. Yeah, that bacon painting is like startling. It's really haunting. Oh, I mean, once gosh. you see it, it's just something that can't leave your your mind. And, you know, you're asking like what is art? And I think like things like that that just can be like so haunting and individualized to to different artists, like those yeah. type of things really come out of the deepest avenues of of your mind. And that one is really, really impactful. But we're also, you know, kind of of the mind that like art doesn't always need to be so impactful. It can be so many different parts of self-expression. Um, and I was thinking about this cause you know, you, you had asked like, what is art? And me and my son and my husband, we're all like neurodivergent. Um, and, part of that, what that looks like for us, which really just means we just have like an atypical way of interpreting yeah. the world. And what that means for my son is that, um, he had uh, like a, a challenge learning, um, verbal communication. And so we're like, dude, let's just get this kid like as many ways to communicate as possible. Like, you know, of course, crayons, paint, a paper, everything like that, tambourines, mini pianos, easels, collecting grass and leaves and, yeah. um, you know, shouting in the middle of a grocery store, making cash registers out of cardboard boxes, dancing in the middle of the kitchen, clapping, anything you can think of. And I think like just all these different avenues to get our thoughts and feelings out. That's really what art is like. It can be literally anything and like the it. inner trappings of our minds and just finding ways to manifest them any way we can. Um, and you know, it, it, but it doesn't have to be that deep. Like I was saying, like in yeah. art school, I made paintings of four locos and I made a lithograph of I four locos. I have that one. I have that one. It's in my bathroom. I have that one. I think you don't know that oh, I have this that is one. An episode. This is an episode here. I got your, I got your art in my bathroom. I got, that's the best part. You get to sit with it for a little bit. That's, the that's, best. A, huge, that's, that's, the best that's a huge compliment. Yeah. That's the word you use People and sit in a lot. Four locos. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think I think art gets a weird reputation because a lot of people think artistic 
talent comes from like the planets aligning perfectly on a full moon (laughs) or you got to take some psychedelics to be truly connected to your soul to create the best art and all that sounds fun but talent comes from like honestly the work part of our work if you're dealing with representational stuff and we're all born with creativity we all got cool ideas about something and talent's just an acquired skill you know just like you could be a super talented barista but you started out spilling everywhere and like bumping into that guy that keeps bumping into you and forgetting orders and feeling horrible (laughs) Yeah, lear- learning but anything you gotta start takes somewhere. practice. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. even yeah, and even getting into like uh, like thinking and talking about art, all of it takes practice. And we're still not, you know, the most rehearsed when it comes to the podcast. And I think our new art now is kind of figuring out storytelling and how to really yeah. curate a good story. Um, which oh, is yeah. really an art in itself and and challenging, like in a way I didn't think it would be. Chelsea's you've always had a really strong art practice though. She's just obsessed. Like you can't get her to stop yeah, making stuff. I do, like, I do like I mean, I'm good at I'm I'm pretty I gotta say, I'm pretty good at painting. Don't ask me what eight times six is, but other than that, <laughs> I'm pretty good I at painting. I still don't know. I still don't know. I'm not gonna no, seriously, Chelsea. Pa- pause. No, no. Um, uh, I, I've seen, I've seen your paintings, and uh, yeah, oh, beautiful, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Oh, so yeah, you. no, no. So like, you know, like I when I like when I like stuff that I see and hear stuff that I like, I, I'm just gonna like say it out. But no, tell tell us tell us about your stuff and yeah. Oh, well, um, I do, I do love painting. I love painters. I love teaching painting. Yeah, <laughs> I've, yeah. And it is one of the one of the only skills that I'm like truly confident in. I'm like, I got this. Awesome. This is what yeah. I got. And again, that eight times six thing is true. I don't remember. <laughs> but I actually in the ballpark I don't know 48 something I think something? but I, I actually like drawing more I'm really good at both of those but um but I've definitely done that ever since I was a kid you know like I, I didn't vibe with sports at, at all um school mm-hmm. wasn't my thing unless it involved like crafts or or history and I think and I think writing is cool too but I was raised on tv man I need visuals I gotta have pictures yeah. I'm sorry yeah. writers like yeah. you gotta We're illustrate that stuff for me <laughs> <laughs> and I think I remember I like vividly remember too like when I was five or something dumb I was watching Ren and Stimpy on Nickelodeon and I asked my dad like are these characters real are these guys real out in the world and he's like no 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 somebody drew them i'm like that's a job (laughs) i could do that i could do i do that now and my family you know take me to art museums i was really inspired blah 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 and and of course being a painter is kind of like a lifestyle choice (laughs) and it does come with a price yeah you gotta unless you've got like great connections and you're really skilled at communications and money-minded people be a painter you'll sell you can live off the selling your paintings 100 percent. and the gen z's actually are amazing i got faith in those guys they know how to brand themselves (laughs) i'm noticing that i'm noticing that too 
I've got some uh, teenagers in my class. And um, whenever I have like a question on technology of like, okay, how do I get this picture off this phone and onto this tablet and this size <laughs> and this aspect ratio? They're like, got you done. I'm like, can I just, wow. All right. Like, <laughs> awesome. You guys are going to do the thing. You guys are going to do something. <laughs> I need to learn I'm, how to. I'm into, uh, I'm, I'm into that too. As like any type of uh, where you see an emerging, like, glitch art emerge for me and the way my brain works i'm like yeah i'll get that whoever's going down that trail i'll follow i'll follow that trail um because it just it makes it makes it makes sense to me uh visually um all right so you uh, so how's the uh um, one more about the (laughs) podcast one more about the podcast sure how's it how's the podcast going what are people saying about your zany uh stories uh of penises and penises and syphilis syphilis and uh malfeasance in crime and stealing and underage Uh, i mean yeah yeah uh, what are people saying about this i mean we're I don't, we're, you know, we're not in the know of like how this is supposed to go. Like we're really creating something out of nothing here. Um, But we think it's going really well. Uh, We've gotten a lot of really good feedback and messages on Instagram that are just like, keep going. Like, please don't stop. Like other people, (laughs) other people's mind are also in the gutter, I think too. And those are the ones, those are one of us. Yeah. yeah, One of us. One One of us. us. (laughs) Those OnlyFans, those OnlyFans account can get pretty expensive. So, I mean, this tea, if you haven't listened to the show, folks, there's, you get some, you get some good stuff. I mean, you'll end up being disturbed after a couple of them about you know what humans are yeah, capable of we might, but, yeah. you know, we might okay. ruin your favorite artist i'm sorry mm-hmm. but oh, like you know much, what these people need to be put on blast like we can't apologize <laughs> for the things that these people did like that it's on our fault you know um yeah. but and it, and it might yeah it might help you be it might help you understand the artwork more than if if you see them as yeah. like a relatable human being with a lot of problems and and issues in their family clearly and affairs and all this stuff that maybe you might be going through too like who knows we're all human going through some weird weird stuff sometimes and you might be like oh that's the this is the guy that did the thing i get it now i can see that i have a number one takeaway i do have a number one takeaway um and this is not a psa but syphilis is is very treatable very very treatable I mean, I heard that point and I'm like, I, you know, I was, I was inclined that way. I was inclined that way to tr- anything like that. I'm just go to the doctor and treat. Yes. But yeah, it is. It even in it, even later as it develops, you can still do something. You can yes. do something about it. Yeah. In yeah. final yeah. stages of See your doctor. See your doctor. And it's, it's out there. It's out if there. If you have guys. sex with people, go get checked. <laughs> That's all we got to say. I mean, there's yeah. – and so many people have fallen casualty to syphilis in art history. Um, uh, yeah. It's just rampant. I got a philosopher's – uh, uh, I have a philosopher's uh, syphilis story. Let's Ooh, hear it. We're game. Let's hear the tea. 
It's a fame. It's a famous one, and um, it is uh, verifiable. Uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, um, okay. the oh, famous I... German philosopher. Yeah. This scene is so beautiful, artistic, and mad. But the the simple story is that. Um, uh, Nietzsche was 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 famous for uh, writing *The Spoke Zarathustra*, which was essentially a Bible of the modern world. God is dead, you know. That mm-hmm. Nihilism, yeah. It. Uh, it's important for us to create values in the absence of God. And the *The Spoke Zarathustra* is actually modeled on the Gospels, both in number and in exposition. A lot of people don't right. know that, so it's modeled on the New Testament and all that. Nietzsche towards the end of his lives had been going to to brothels and had contracted syphilis and he was a wild explosive mind but then you know it's you see this development where strange things occur is it part of the thinking and nietzsche in this great scene is on the streets uh and he goes up to a horse and hugs the horse's neck and says you know i feel you i i I love you. I am you. Like he has some beautiful connection. Runs into his apartment, starts playing the piano and screaming, I am Zarathustra. Wow. Good one. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, Nietzsche, uh, Nietzsche uh, was, uh, and again, uh, this going back even into the 19th century, syphilis, if you address it, yeah, uh, is treatable and it can be not read <laughs> yes. the, the all you talked about all the organs that are affected and everything. I am uh, uh, taking, taking <laughs> well, the vows. Everybody, if you are having any issue. I mean, yeah. And that that brings up the um, the little Al Capone tidbit that I think that was in the Manet episode with the uh, with him suffering from syphilis. Yeah. And um, I brought up Al Capone because he is like the dumbest gangster out there. <laughs> I don't know how he got to all of this recognition, but he was so stupid. And um, he really was. He was just really dumb guy. And um, and he. Uh, he got syphilis because he's going to brothel, yeah, as you do, and totally treatable at that time. They they had penicillin, and all of his homies were like, "Listen, just your dick is leaking. Go 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 see a guy." Yeah. He's just like, "No, out in the go yeah, see a guy." Right. No, I'm good. Uh, it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and you keep uh, you keep sleeping with hookers. Can can we not? Maybe. And like, nope. And then towards the end of his life, um, he was there was like a famous notable moment where he was trying to fish for fish in his swimming pool, and um, like really serious about it. Like he had his gear and everything, yeah, and, and was fishing yeah. in the pool. And you know all of his you know gangster buddies are like, what do we do? Uh, okay, strap um, him down and make him take the thing. Like that's what thing. I say. Like come on, hindsight's twenty twenty, but jeez. <laughs> well, no, you're right, and it's 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 uh, it's and so not to not to perseverate on that particular component, <laughs> but I just wanted to tell you as far as I'm, I'm not sure if it was your number one takeaway, but I think you've improved the public health. Uh, just just okay, just wonderful. <laughs> Um, we'll take tell it. Me, we'll take tell it. Me, this is like mostly about uh, your show and uh, chatting about your show. What um what what's what's coming up? I've seen the Georgia O'Keefe and uh, the yeah. Eagle and Sheila. Oh my! Oh my! 
God. <laughs> Egon. <laughs> Egon. Oh my god! Oh, I, Egon, Egon, Egon. That's right. <laughs> I, I. So, but uh, Georgia O'Keefe. Tell what else? What else you gonna look into? And in, in there, there, you know, there's gotta be a lot of tea. There's gotta be. Yeah. So you know, we don't want to give away too much. Um, we did go over half of her life, and I think the first half of her life. I can really empathize with her and like relate to her and what she goes through. And the second half of the lot of her life, I really just lose all sort of sympathy for her situation. Um, and the New Mexico era, the New South, Mexico South, era. Moving to the Southwest. Yeah. So we're calling <laughs> the part two Karen, Karen goes West. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people love Georgia O'Keefe and there's a lot of narrative of her just being like this very positive impact on New Mexico and the Southwest. But we're going to maybe open some eyes about the, um, the reality of, of what that actually, of what, how people actually feel, how the locals feel, um, we have a really a good longtime friend of ours who's going to come on the pod and help us with that. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it'll be a new way to look at the work. Yeah. I've never been a fan of Georgia O'Keefe. And so I <laughs> after mm-hmm. doing all the research, because I was leading this lesson and I was just thinking, I knew I didn't like this bitch. <laughs> so Um, i don't want to give too much away no provocative um, provocative in the sense and i and i i i'm i gotta tell you i am very very interested on you know some of the take of what other folks feel about it uh in 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 the area and you know um and so yet that that i'd love to hear about that and i don't know too much about georgia o'keefe i have a a fascination with the locale of the southwest and when i went to new mexico i had never been and a couple years ago i went twice and i can tell you this and i've talked to others about it the the there was something in the wind that felt so different i know it was a sensitivity as an artist Mm -hmm. that i had but i'm like I get why some people are tapping in down here. I don't have the slightest way to explain it, but I'm like, yeah, there's something in the wind here that's different, mysterious, a little bit dark too. I don't know what it was. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a sacred place, you know. Yeah. And yeah. um, you know, I think Chelsea and I have both said, like, you know, we're not religious, but we believe in ghosts, <laughs> and we oh, yeah. um, we totally all day, like, all day on the ghosts, all yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, we tap every day. into we tap into like our surroundings and feeling things, but those are sacred places that have a lot of loaded history and um, you know, the desert is a really special place. And, and I, you know, we even learning about like people stepping out of the airport in New Mexico and seeing a big sign that says O'Keefe country. Like that is just so yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I understand the intrigue and the mystique. So we talk sure. about, you know, how to, how to like ex- go to a place and, and what being respectful looks like versus, you know, just ravaging it and taking it as your own. And we'll, you know, dive deep in, into that in the episode. Um, but there's also other other spicy tea um, 
that's a little less charged charred to to sort of give a palate cleanser at the end too. So it's gonna hey, be a good one. It's gonna be a really you. good one. Thank you for that. Um, no, uh, uh, no, I get I get excited. Uh, I can maybe as a perverse way of thinking about things, but when I heard about the show and I was listening to the show, I'm like, okay, who's who's on my list and who do I leave off my list because I don't want to know? And I'm like, wow, that's a weird question, <laughs> right? I'm going to be like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like sometimes you find out things about something. And of course, everybody talks the way culture works right now. I'm not getting into all that. All I'm saying is like in my own head, I can say when it comes to when you hear something about artists like and when you fucking check out and why you don't check out like me as a, an appreciator or a critic why I don't check out in other areas and for me I had the instance just recently which was like twist in my brain was um Prince's treatment of Sinead O'Connor and uh, oh, uh right. physically abusive towards her and for me having the iconography of who Prince is as a genius and uh uh morphing of gender and all these type of things where an idea is brought in it's like you know prince is this genius He's and deal, yeah, dealing with do his, no wrong. Fucking, his fucking misogyny and his physical assault of Sinead o'connor for me is a hero and like all of a sudden like i'm all mixed mixed up about it but i think underneath like ah. what you're saying is like you know, I think if you look at art and say, all right, uh, uh, this artist has put out this thing in the world and I don't give a fuck at how it was launched. Right. Like, right. Mm -hmm. like that painting, like I'm just a, I'm just looking at it. And then there's the reality underneath. If like if you're looking at something that is uh, tainted or like comes out of like a source that is unsavory, like the artist mm -hmm. and like I can't look at it anymore. I can't listen to and it that's, anymore. Yeah. That's what I kind of feel about artistic license of like how, how much of a big deal it is for me, but you also have to be responsible for it too. Like you can, you can put out anything you want, anything, um, but you have to be responsible for it. Like a really good example is um, one of my favorite artists just because of the, for the shock factor is of course um, Paul McCarthy and his um, exhibition of the giant butt plug in, uh, in France, in a palace in France. And yeah. he ended up getting punched in the face for that from a Frenchman that did not appreciate that type of artwork, clearly. <laughs> and... And it's like, well, that's the responsibility of, yeah, you could get punched in the face for it. But if you believe in it enough, <laughs> then do then the, do the thing that, you got to risk thing it. That you need to do, yeah, right? and, yeah. You got to risk it. Mm -hmm. That's a strong reaction for whatever size butt plug, particularly when it's away from you and being displayed. That's a, <laughs> that's like, was pretty huge, though. I it think it was, like two, it was like two stories high or something. It was it's like bigger than the pyramid. It's ginormous. It's huge it's, yeah you can't miss i'm saying it. it's on the approach it's not a it's not being it's it's there and uh it, it's not it looks a, like your christmas tree so the question tree. is can, can you look at christmas trees the same after looking at them <laughs> no mine's still up downstairs and i get it i gotta take my christmas it's lit up there's a Does nice it give you a little here. weird feeling and, and <laughs> every time you now, see it now i haven't gone downstairs yet after this episode when i go downstairs <laughs> I'm going to have to put that Christmas tree in the front lawn. 
Oh, man. Well, Ugh. it'll be back in its natural habitat. But no, I do think that um, like what you're saying is like having the and having the responsibility to look at these guys, because a lot of what history has done has downplayed some of these actions or justified it. And we talk about that in Aegon Sheila have like, you know, he was a pedophile. And yeah. just because it was OK at the time. I don't think it was okay at the time. Like, you know, that's and we why they changed the age. That's why the it's laws not are okay. different now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we knew yeah. it wasn't all right. Clearly and just because it was happening, yeah, doesn't make it okay. And I don't think it's our responsibility anymore to justify artist acts to make ourselves feel better about yeah. liking something. Like, we can look at something like Prince and his image is separated enough from who he was as a person um, that, you know, nobody knew about that. And so we can't feel guilty about liking the music then, but knowing that we know now, I agree with you. I'm not somebody personally who cannot carry that with me in the now. Like I can't listen to certain artists anymore I can't look at Aegon Sheila the same way, but that yeah. speaks to who I am as a person. I'm a very sensitive person. Um, yeah. But I think these things can still exist as phenomenons that happen for an art movement and as influence to others. And we can still learn from them for a, like what not to do um, mm -hmm. and what not to justify and what not to allow for in a current landscape. So yeah, we gotta, we gotta take the lesson. We gotta be okay with it. Maybe we don't put on prints, maybe 1999 every now and again, but you know, well, you know, <laughs> like songs like kiss. I mean, it's the, it's, it's, yeah. it's the thing it's, but part of it for me, I think overall is kind of like, um, a, a deeper understanding of what happened me with uh Sinead because when I when Sinead became huge uh you know I was 18 19 years old she so had I a really hard this. time mm -hmm. it, yeah. was, it was it was it was incredible childhood it, yeah like um I had never seen in my entire life and this is you know in the 90s and stuff such a almost universal exhibition of misogyny and cultural misogyny. And yeah. I realized like for me in thinking as being a thinker, um, I've been thinking so much about this because when Sinead died, I was devastated. I've never been mm -hmm. devastated. Like I get into artists and yeah. I love them, but I didn't like, I wasn't prepared for it. And then I'm like, right. what the, what, what the, what's going on? And of course, a little bit older than me and but I found it was far more intricate because I felt like through the entire time and I'd always listen to Sinead even after she was cast out and all this stuff like I've listened to her like almost the the entire time was that good um, I was in love with her but she presented mm. things for me as in the culture in the 90s as a male around my friends like I think she's hot. Oh, shaved woman. Right. right? Immediately. Like mm -hmm. it'd be right. launched upon you. Who's going to say that? So it's like this secret of her voice of the music that was so strong, but I never realized it until she was gone. And then I was like, where the heck did all this come from? And then, and, and confronted a, a lot of it. So I think in that example too, with Prince is like, if that person who holds that 
peace in your mind has that stature than like somebody who's interacted badly. You're like, fuck you. That's my like. That's a million percent. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. Of whose team are you on? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, right. for like, sure. That's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. That's the Sunit thing. I want to know uh, this horror on in the background. I think we mentioned a couple. Of, uh, either one of you or both of you horror freaks, like horror images, horror movies. Uh, I heard oh, yeah. So metal, that, yeah, like no, metal. not What's me. What's going on there? Probably me. <laughs> where the, well, go where in, the good cop, bad cop comes in. I'm like, like I can't even. Raquel's know. very sensitive. Yeah. I am. She, can't, <laughs> she can't watch scary movies. No, I can't. But that's okay. Scared. Yeah. No, I love I love horror movies. I love death metal. I love all the dark, spooky stuff. Um, that all came around um because of actually because of my dad, I think, mostly more than anything. Halloween. Yeah. My um my my maiden name is Hill, so we would have Halloween and we had it's just massive massive halloween party um every year and uh when i I started decorating when i was six and helping him decorate and he was very leaning into i want this to be scary and gory and terrifying not fun no cutesy halloween stuff allowed no little candy little things it's gotta be directed towards terror yeah, it's got to be disembodied things and guts <laughs> and horror and blood. And um, and he actually isn't like a huge fan of horror movies, which is weird. I love horror movies. My favorite movie of all time is House of a Thousand Corpses. No, thank And you. I can totally watch that. That That's like my um, background. Uh, I, it's anything where I'm like, why am I rooting for the serial killers? What? What's wrong with me <laughs> that I'm rooting for these guys to stop? <laughs> yeah, I think Chelsea it's an absolute and, genius movie. Yeah, Chelsea and I share some uh, brain space. I, uh, the Something <laughs> Rather Than Nothing uh, podcast, uh, I've been lucky enough to interview the two top uh, Friday the 13th fan film creators um, wow, cool. on, on, on the show. And um uh, the something rather than nothing podcast. I don't know. There's some official roles uh, that I have. So one is a resident philosopher and his name's uh, Jacob forensic. I have um, <laughs> uh, something rather than nothing um, uh, saint. And that is uh, Evizia uh, Dakini exotic dancer extraordinaire. She is the spirit guide uh, for the show. But recently uh, I selected uh, number one um, Scream Queen, which is Susie Block. And mm. uh, so the, the show has an official Scream Queen as well. And uh, <laughs> so there's some there's some cred here, uh, some yeah. horror cred over this way. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I'm a huge found footage uh, horror movie a freak. I love that genre. So Ra- Raquel's over there. She, it's it's okay. She's still doing all right over there. But Chelsea, like, yeah. Okay. yeah the, no. Oh, that's a, no, we're just like, I'm looking over everybody who's listening. I'm trying to not look at Raquel just to not scare her. I'm trying to connect I mean, and, and sequester this to Chelsea. I can... 
<laughs> I can handle knowing that horror movies exist. I am, you know, 35. <laughs> I know that they're there. What, but, um... what, 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 what credit you've given. I acknowledge that I know. I that know. the world has produced there. Yeah. We just yeah. like politely decline decline to see. Yeah. I mean, I watch. You know, I saw the House of a Thousand Corpses preview, and I had nightmares. I just like <laughs> I I'm way too imaginative, and like I saw when I was like five years old the John Benet Ramsey headline on oh, a People yeah. magazine and that That's just like creepy. ruined me for a very Always long time a so to it like a uh, yeah yeah, yeah oh i just God. i can't like i'm right there i'm in the room i have so many feelings and let me tell yeah. you it just is physically exhausting to watch how do we establish raquel is. is the healthiest how do we establish yeah. raquel is the, the 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 steadiest of us three and uh well oh, that yeah. that's been revealed now that's just it's, it's it <laughs> that's is obvious. but i really i really understand i think it's a healthy way it's like a healthy way it's like i i i don't i haven't i don't drink anymore but like i understand i understand like why like you know you just separate yourself from the thing i don't need any of that it's not good for me and uh, it's a healthy, normal human reaction. Uh, mm-hmm. And so just trying to give you the cred, too, to keep us you. anchored. Uh, Chelsea and I could become <laughs> unanchored. I've had ghosts on the show. I've had uh, people give ghost tours. Nice. Everything's so scary. Cool. Everything abandoned. Um, uh, is, oh yeah, boy. I'm not afraid but of ghosts. The, I'm, like, into the ghost thing. I like yeah, yeah, In ghosts. reality, if I really saw a ghost show up right now, oh, I would man. shit myself. No, I'd be scared as anybody. I would be scared as anybody. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. Uh, I think I I'd think like, um, it is something to say about about art and making art making you feel something, and what it yeah. is I'm trying it's trying to make you feel. I don't know. And yeah. there's something I think I was introduced to scary movies like way way too early, and yeah. um, a lot of those are still like kind of crawling in the back of my subconscious a little bit. Some of those like key scenes of, um, nope, I was too young to see that. (laughs) But, um, but I think it, there is like a comfort level for some reason when it comes to scary movies and, um, slasher films. And I'm not the one being chopped up right now. So that kind of makes me feel better (laughs) in a horrible aesthetic. aesthetically pleasing and like nostalgic a lot of them like I love the beginnings of horror movies and like mm-hmm. Stranger Things I was really like okay this is great and now I gotta shut it off like yeah. I can't it happens. <laughs> but okay. um I do like the aesthetic but I think you and I both share in that chole of like loving shock art and like kind of shock value yeah of how uh, crazy can you really get can you and i mean that that's just talking about american horror movies not like the japanese or korean ones where you got ooh, like (laughs) of wow these guys are twisted and i just people are so creative it's incredible and uh but one of the things is you want to hear something funny and 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 i think this there must there's some deep psychology in this because you know it's not like movies haven't like impact me it's always fun to talk to ones that kind of like 
put a jag in your head a little bit and kind of like mm. tweaked you. And um, certainly a bunch of horror ones. But the movie that scared me the most and like I refused to watch it again is the original Willy Wonka. Oh, really? That Ooh. shit scared the living yes. daylight out of me. And, yeah. and that was that. And people giggle around me right now, but I'm, I've always maintained how serious I am about, like, I do not need to watch whatever yeah. that is. And they're like, whoa, is Ken. It raining? Like, whoa, okay. Is it snowing? Ugh, it's happening. It <laughs> I haven't experienced this in 40 years. And here oh, I am. my God. I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. And I love, love Gene Wilder. I love Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Um, I could say that that's a horror movie. That could totally that when he no. falls into the chocolate and it's like, oh my god, what, what, is he dead? It really <laughs> is. No, that's it. <laughs> what that's happened it. to him? What happened to that's him? him? And that's for people that are imaginative and can go there, you're wondering the whole time what the fuck happened to that kid. Is the get little kid going to be stuck little forever? Is she always going to be a blueberry? Is she like be a I blueberry really, forever? I needed. I needed <laughs> answers there that I didn't get. <laughs> if I if we had, I might have been able to deal with it if 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 we had a few answers or like the outcomes. No, that was just yeah. that's no. Just, they just oh, left they come out hanging. the other side. Yeah, and then yeah, they just no. continue the tour. They continue the tour. <laughs> well, and Gene no Wilder's problem. too good. So he mentioned Gene yeah. Wilder. Gene Wilder is like phenomenal. Like phenomenal. You mentioned that, but. Do you know do you know uh, one of his finest roles in uh, everything you want to know about sex but we're afraid to ask? Do you know what his most famous roles is? I mean, everything I wanted to know is that a movie there, title? So, so it's a movie title, and it was oh, speaking of uh, Woody Allen film, right? Speaking of which, uh, right. um, <laughs> and so these were. I know. I let me. We're going into uncomfortable territory. We knew we would going into the show. But there are these vignettes, which were from a popular novel, right. which was called uh, Everything You Want to Know About Sex or Afraid to Ask. So in one of these scenes, Woody Allen uh, is a sperm amongst other sperms. <laughs> and they're all they're all in the chamber. And they're like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And he's like, if he's jerking off, I'm going to end up on the wall like individual sperm. And, <laughs> But, I like that. It's it is, it's it's it, 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 um and and um the one other part of the I guess I'm probably going to talk too much about uh, two more parts. One part was uh, a game show called Name Your Perversion, and the piece that Gene Wilder played was Gene Wilder helped to care for uh, a sheep, his neighbor's sheep, and fell in love with Dolly. His oh, neighbor's wow. sheep. And oh, this was the regular released uh, cinema fair, 1973 <laughs> or so. Um, but okay. Gene Wilder played, and uh, I think Dolly the Sheep was played by Dolly the Sheep, and uh, Gene Wilder <laughs> played the love afflicted. Um, Wow. Uh, neighbor. I gotta see it. You know, yeah. he he's such a good one. Um, maybe we, we could even do a pod on him. He um yeah, because he has just this like way of being able to capture these characters and invent them that like you would never even think of. Like how he even thought to do some of these roles just is beyond me. And he was like a really t kind of like I don't want to like he didn't have like a drug thing. He wasn't like a, a sex thing or anything like that. He was or actually 
he was actually addicted to praying. Wow. Uh, so yeah. he like, and he it's wasn't this raised. Tea or reverse tea? <laughs> well, Which and he wasn't it? raised religious or anything. He just sort of started habitually praying and got so wrapped up into it one day that he like blacked out in an empty lot in New York and woke up and was like, I, I need to get help. Like, this isn't normal. Like, I need some a professional. Um, and I always just thought that was so interesting how somebody who's not religious can get addicted to wanting like to wanting salvation and escape from whatever they're going through. I just was like, damn, this guy has some dark, dark cor- corners. My, my mind is blown by everything I'm hearing. I, 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 I just, <laughs> is that like, funny? Wow. That's weird. Okay. I wow. know. Wow. Cause normally you're like, okay, syphilis, alcohol, you know, heroin, you, out, whatever, you know, that's you your it. more run of the mill sort of problem. <laughs> yeah. The praying usually doesn't become an issue. So, <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. a real, real individual for sure, and definitely uh, had the shock value. I loved value. his uh, interplay because I was at the age of uh, Richard Pryor. Uh, mm-hmm. was play with Richard Pryor, and he's one of the greatest stand-up comedians ever. And those two together were, yeah, whoa, a bang-up show for sure. What a what a yeah. combo! Um, so, uh, how many episodes of the podcast have you done? Uh, what is it now i don't know the next one will be 12 and i only know that because i'm the one that posts them um (laughs) (laughs) you know you're at the threshold then not to interrupt you know you're at the threshold it's 12 to 13 everybody dies off right where you are so if you push past this is the miracle mile if you push past this you're in other lands Oh, I we're mean, pushing past. We're it. pushing we, big we, past we, it. Yeah, we no, ideas. We, we've got <laughs> ideas. We made we made resolutions. We don't really do New Year's resolutions, but we yours. made them together. One for one of you, is a birthday one coming, right? Yeah, yeah. It's my birthday is next week. Um, yeah, I'm a, a weirdo Aquarius. Hey, Jan babies, love you guys. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we, you know, we're going to push way past it. We already said, you know, we'll give this as long as it feels sustainable. And right now it feels really sustainable. Um, We have a good system because we both get to trade off learning and researching. So I don't see us stopping for at least another a hundred. A hundred years. A hundred. That was my request. That was my request. Unless people are like, you know, we just don't need this. And then I think we'll reconsider. But when did that ever now, start stop an artist? The people saying no, they don't true. need it. That doesn't stop. Yeah, it might eventually stop. It. No, true. people people are people are digging on it. They just don't even know that the stuff was there. I mean, the stuff you told me that Gene Wilder story is about as twisted thing as I've heard in years. <laughs> the brain thing. I'm like, I, this, I'm like, I couldn't imagine something like that at all, and uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, it's yeah, yeah it's one that like I when I read about it, he has a book called "Kiss Me Like a Stranger," and he goes really into depth with it, and it's just the weirdest. It's like so different from anything I could have ever really wrapped my brain around. It. It's still really like struck me i mean chelsea and i were both raised catholic and so i think so is that can kind of listen you get it then because oh, the yeah. fear of god is like 
struck in you, at least for me. And when I was really young, I like remember being really scared. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I don't need to do this. This isn't like, for me, this is not, not real. I'm not buying anymore. And I think Chelsea, like you from a really young age, alternatively kind of knew like, Oh wait, no, I don't think so. Oh no. Yeah. I, um, I do remember being really young and just being like, this isn't real. This is all fake, right? <laughs> Not this for me. This is fake. Not this for me. No more fake. buying in. <laughs> it's, it's, Even though it's... I still believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got yeah, some cred though, as as a you know. So I grew up. Everybody in Rhode Island, I forget what it is. How many uh, folks are um, uh, statistically Catholic. are Catholic? It's it's everybody. It's a lot. Yeah, the immigration it's a lot. patterns. And so I yeah. grew up a Catholic. I didn't uh, uh, newsflash. I didn't fit in too well <laughs> with, uh, with the with the whole thing. But um, deeply ingrained uh, upon me. But one one cool thing, I I, I never went to a private school in my life, but I got a scholarship um, to study philosophy at Marquette university, mm-hmm. uh, with the, with the Jesuits. And, um, there's a whole, there's a whole problematic history and everything tied to that. But I tell you one thing that I really liked about learning from the Jesuits was that, um, Within philosophy that I studied, they, within the program itself, there were opportunities to do real service work, um, like with people in the community. And within the Marquette archives, they had um, a woman called Dorothy Day, who was the Catholic communist, she right. was a Catholic communist and had all that stuff in there. So there was this like in the streets, help the people piece of Catholicism that I'd never seen. Uh, before that I really uh, uh, appreciated and uh, I learned a lot in 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 that of actually like so like I tried to peel that from uh, I mean yeah and giving to people is never a bad thing but I do think like it just feels like there's always kind of this ulterior motive of like mm, let me give you the pamphlet at the end though Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. No contraception. We need more parishioners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let's not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we need more numbers. I'm a labor We're union numbers. guy. I'm Come the same on. way. I need more numbers. We need more student enrollment. Whatever's going on. <laughs> but oh, you know, totally. I yeah, I get the giving part, but the whole you know you'll burn in hell thing. Not for me, but. I mean, we're this all is something for I whatever can... you want to do, like whatever you want to do. And, you know, I live in the Midwest now and I'm we're from California. It's just a different vibe out here. Like I've never oh, yeah. been. I think everybody kind of operates on this assumption that we're practicing Christians and like, oh, have you found your church yet? And, oh, you know, if you want to join my prayer group and, oh. and, and, you know, for me, I feel like that's really <laughs> brazen, like to assume nowadays. But. And, um, it's, it's kind of like the only religion where I think people, um, just have that assumption. And then if you're, you're not into it, it's kind of like, oh, like something, something terrible. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't possibly be a good person then. And it's like, no, but I am. I just don't. Or you're screwed. Like this, uh, Mm -hmm. this huge feeling of them saying you're screwed without saying the word you're screwed. I'm just yeah. such a foreign concept. Yeah, and, and I'm screwed. But that's okay. I don't mind being screwed. It's gotten me this far. I good to have <laughs> I have a good theft story for Marquette University that people people would probably like uh since okay. we're, we're talking about the Catholic Church. Uh, so, 
in, in the midst uh, of the Marquette University campus, which is towards downtown Milwaukee, urban campus mm-hmm. in the city, there is the St. Joan of Arc Chapel. And the St. Joan of Arc Chapel is a 15th century chapel. And you say, hey, Ken, I'm, I'm an artist, but uh, how did a, how did a St. Joan of Arc Chapel get in Milwaukee, Wisconsin when it's from the 15th <laughs> century? Well, yeah, why? That's it was basically there was some there was some loose uh, cultural uh, export regulation in France. And this oh, was yeah. like a, one of the last like kind of like cultural objects. They they had bought it and shipped it brick by brick, uh, oh, large God. brick, 15th century bricks to reconstruct in Milwaukee. And after wow. that, the French government passed legislation to be like, yo, you can't be taking 15th century Joan of Arc like <laughs> churches and putting them in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. For what? Yeah. For what? I kind of like how ridiculous that is, though. I mean, I like anything that's sort of ridiculous and, like, unnecessary um, to what's a certain one, degree. What's the one where, um, like, a sculptor sculpted a, a statue of Lucifer and then they were, like, not too hot? And then, uh, like, they hired his brother or something like that. He's also a sculptor and made another statue of Lucifer, which was even more hot than the first one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 this one's way too hot now. Like, you guys, no. That's so too much. How many did they go through? It. How many they? The, the I, I think Lucifer, they stopped at the two, many, and they were like, they "Listen, probably, I think Lucifer's just a hot guy. I don't think we can deny that. We That's can't. Like, we can't make him look like Socrates. He's gonna he's, look like how he looks. He's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his allure. That's actually in the Bible. <laughs> oh, and the, I can uh, go on about. I can go on about the hypocrisy in the Bible. So, oh, it's one of my favorite subjects of all time. Some of my favorite, and I, I bring up a couple of Bible stories. Are my favorites? Are um, my favorite of all time is Lot. Lot is my favorite Bible story, and then the second favorite is Job. Um, oh, Lot Job is quite a while. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just like, well, he just ruined this guy's life because the devil was trying to mess with the okay god doesn't seem so good and but lots my favorite i think because um of the major incest because this is what daughters do so and i i talk about a little bit and i don't even know what episode it is but it's um where uh they're a lot and his wife and his family are running from um running from Sodom. Maybe it's the Goya one. Oh, yeah, it's the Goya one because he was painting um, the lot and the background of the Spanish family, which was T. And um, where Lot is, Lot and his family are running from Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, and then God is like, don't look back. Of course, the wife looks back and she turns into the pillar of salt, that thing. But then after the pillar of salt thing, Lot and his daughters go into the cave and are trying to like figure out, okay, what are we going to do? And the daughters are so adamant about, oh, no, how we, we're never going to find husbands because that's our whole journey is to, like, have husbands and kids. Yeah. So then they Create get the next lot, generation. Their, dad, their dad drunk 
and proceed to I just like assault feel like him. I feel like I'm gonna throw I mean, up just in, thinking about that's it. That's in the Bible. Like it's that Bible, I didn't though. learn about uh, that Bible stuff, you know. I didn't learn um, about that in Sunday school. I was making mac- macaroni pictures. Why well, I didn't <laughs> learn about lot in Sunday and, school. <laughs> and have you seen Brad Neely's r- comics on in YouTube? He does a really good one on that story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, and like, like yeah. a history professor giving that story. And it just makes me feel like I'm going to throw up a little oh, bit. Oh, it's horrific. And a lot Whoa. of Bible stories are really in the same theme of that, of, um, oh, wow. Okay, that is insanely And then this stuff ends up in our history. <laughs> but then this stuff ends up in our history, and it's like, I mean, it is tea, and it's fun to talk about. Well, we, we covered also- some, we're covering some amazing uh, uh, territory here. I mean, that's what the three of us uh, can do. I mean, we're in uh, these, uh, speaking of horror, right, we're in Bible stories right now. And um, oh, I wanted to, I did want to tell you one more thing about the St. Joan of Arc Chapel, right? Um, this oh, is, yeah. This, this is the piece because now we're getting Catholic. We're moving into Catholic miracles. <laughs> back, back from Lot. Let's to, do it. No, let's go back you know, from Lot to Catholic miracles. So there's a tiny little chapel, and it's gorgeous, right? And it could be snowing in the midst of campus. And, heck, I grew up Catholic. I'd look at this thing, and I'm like, that looks like a beautiful little church. The churches are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. gorgeous. There is one brick, however, that that was touched or was in contact with the with Joan Saint of Arc. Joan of Arc. Oh. And that brick, that brick is colder than all the other bricks. And Ooh. I touched is it. Is it really? It's colder. I touched it. Now I'm not saying nothing about anything <laughs> or whatever. All I'm saying is that I touched that that brick. And it was colder. It was colder. It was all it's, cold, it's 15th it was century, right? It's Middle Ages. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They were all about the relics back then. They probably found a stone. They're like, this one's colder. This will do it. <laughs> this one's colder. <laughs> Geologically, that's what I was, something. That's what I was thinking. The, the, the actual properties of some stones might hold the, the cold more. Final, final piece about Milwaukee, Ghosts. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> this this St. Joan of Arc chapel was a mere 12 blocks from the house of Jeffrey Dahmer. And that is when you when you get into Milwaukee, for me, it was dominated by the St. Joan of Arc chapel, Miller High Life, right. and where Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> used, to, used to live. Lots there. of famous things there. I just needed that triangle. <laughs> <laughs> that triangle, the Catholic Church, Dahmer, and, and beer. And then, wow. then, I mean, uh, it sounds like you're going to need the beer to go with the history of the yeah. thing. I get it. No. <laughs> I, the beer. <laughs> this is not sponsored the by the Milwaukee the Tourism <laughs> Milwaukee Tourism Bureau. People don't want to go see that? I want to see that. I love a I piece of like, America, like American vintage that the past <laughs> symbol <laughs> it, uh, well, I mean, we're from it. california too so every time i have family that lives in connecticut so every time i go back there it's like everything is so old and and the bricks yeah so cool. <laughs> everything is so old and this the is so cool and like yeah, yeah the churches because i mean in I california understand. there's there's some like um 
Spanish, like we got uh, like the missions, I guess. Which yeah, are the missions anyway. <laughs> yeah, which are also problematic. Like, yeah, uh, do I want to visit those? I do. Yeah, but I also I'm a little freaked out by the that. Car- those carry some angry spirits for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's relatively new, yeah, for the most part. So when we go back, we're like, oh, my God, that's so quaint. Cool. And now that I live here, I'm like, oh, so old. I love it. I love all the, like, history and vintage and everything. I'm super into it. You guys have the good ghosts. antiques think, out there. I think New England ghosts, when I head out there, my uh, oh, my first uh, girlfriend, serious girlfriend in college, lived down the street from – the Warren investigators in Monroe, Connecticut, the ones with the Annabelle doll and the Cursed Objects Museum. She grew oh, up yeah. down the street. I should have known. I should have known. She grew up down the street from the Cursed Objects Museum. Oh, no. I should have said to myself <laughs> that if these cursed sure. objects were present and she lived a block away, she's I don't know. <laughs> First, I, she's, she's obviously haunted. haunted. I, uh, obviously a walking uh, ghost. Uh, yeah. So, well, anyways, I'm not trying to be funny, although that was a little <laughs> worry in my head. I mean, it's so close to the too close. Uh, close Annabelle doll. Who could no. walk out of that glass? How, and Chelsea mm-hmm. and I know that Annabelle doll. I get it. It could but like you wouldn't like that. Night. It'd be like <laughs> know, hate, in my I'm head. Like, I have chills, and I don't even know really what it is. And I feel like no, you should. Yeah. That's it's a not whole. Or, sorry, a, sorry a again. A whole house full of uh, haunted things. A museum and, um, of cursed uh, objects and haunted things in like from all around the world in supposedly like under lock and key. And the original haunted Annabelle doll, which is totally haunted, was a Raggedy Ann doll. The original mm-hmm. Annabelle doll is like behind glass is like behind glass in this in yeah this they have house. to like bless it or something like that i, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like they have to do something like i'm not regularly. on that work detail i'm not on I that work detail. <laughs> i love the like the whole mysteriousness behind the like the warren family and all the th- all the things that they did are they really paranormal investigate are they really psychics i don't know Maybe. i used to <laughs> love that stuff and i and i, I wouldn't mess with annabelle one no, I listened I to this one Mm-mm. podcast, um, and that's why we drink. And they talk about a haunted doll, and they were talking about how the doll, even her presence, would like contact listeners, and the listeners would send in stories. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, I was so scared for like two yeah. weeks thinking this fucking doll spirit thing came yeah. through my speakers. It was haunting me. It's just too much. I no, can't. A highly recommended museum if you're ever out in Vegas is the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. And uh, it's yeah, yeah. it's ran by um, I don't know if you like all the paranormal investigative shows, I, but I am obsessed. I love I all those guys. Love I don't care all. if they're fake. I don't care. I it's the Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins, the Ghost yeah, Adventures yeah. guy. I love all that shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of the first – though the Ghost Adventures people were like one of the first, I think. They hit them and then the Ghost Hunters were like the same, similar era um, of like very early 2000s Ghost Hunters. And um, he's – He's a character. He's only a character, and um, and he started the haunted museum out in um, in Vegas, and they have a lot of weird stuff. They have a couple of haunted dolls where they'll they have like a spirit box next to it, and 
sometimes people faint. Sometimes people get their names called out um, from the doll. And yeah, like divot boxes and all these things you have to make offerings to in order for the spirits not to follow you home and all oh, so Chelsea, Raquel, Raquel has to sleep no, tonight come on now she's gotta go to sleep you gotta I, go I, watch some cartoons just, just because I'm looking at you as we're talking I still understand that the sound of the audio is, is still affecting what Raquel's hearing about this it's yeah it's, no, um, I know I I'm, it's a I'm bit such much. a I'm a wuss I want to talk a big more wuss. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, haunted no, haunted I'm used places. To it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, is there um is there uh is uh, what were we supposed to cover? Uh we I we've covered a lot of stuff, I mean, but what we've like got if, stories, I mean if we about yeah, if us. we Yeah, yeah, like if we hung up right <laughs> oh. now, we'd be say like, hey, we gotta. We're supposed to drop this in. This is this is hmm. mostly your show. I'm saying a bunch we of weird could, stuff. Over there's here, a couple things. Which we, one do you want to do? We could talk about our renaissance, um, which is where me and Raquel first became buddies. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And that one's pretty funny. So um, during okay, so we both went to Sonoma State, which is a little um, state school up in Northern California. It's beautiful. Has an awesome art department. It's just like it's a cute little place. And during our time at Sonoma State, there's this coveted New York trip that all the oh, art yeah. students at Sonoma State look Only forward to. Only a few to. get selected. Yeah, and everybody, like the whole time during art school, you're just like, oh, I want to go to the New York thing. I want to go to anything. Will I be and, on the trip? And this trip was going to be my first time in New York City and Raquel's first time to New York City. And of course, like, greatest city in the world and culture and art and all the things. But me being in my early twenties, I wanted nothing more than to experience that like 4am bar situation that they have. And then not sleeping. You're in the village. You ended up in the village, didn't you? Yeah. Oh Oh. my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Of like, I want to do the night stuff. We ended up a lot of places. We ended up a lot of places. And um, so... So, yeah, so of course, like we were excited about the Met and the Guggenheim and all the art stuff, but we got to start at the beginning of our journey of the like crazy. On our way there, we got on the plane with all the students and the teachers, and we take off from SFO and land in Salt Lake City. And then as we're taking off out of Salt Lake City, the fucking pilot comes on over the intercom and is like, I need help up here. And the nose of the plane slams back down. We're what? taking and off. We're taking <laughs> off at this point. And, is like, and so people are screaming. We had a fall, like... we had a fall, everybody's screaming. Okay. False takeoff. So yeah. we all deplane and Delta's like, I'm going to give you guys six drink tickets and $50 to spend in the airport. <laughs> and it's we like 20 we had like We had like six hours to wait six in Utah. Six hours of drinking in Utah. And, and that's what you in, do in the airport, right? You feel yeah, extra dirty doing it in Utah as well. 
cute yeah, to they have this beer called Polygamy Porter. I'll never <laughs> forget that. And oh, so yeah, it's all was us... very much in on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so we all just get absolutely shammered. And then our flight into New York was crazy. Chelsea. It was right? like bouncing. And I'm okay with flying. Raquel is very much not, which no. I learned. But you could have we probably heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were um, like friends of friends at this point. Like I always kind of – my thing was like, okay, this girl is real pretty and I like her work. And that's about it. Of so like, nice. I didn't really – I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, but other than that, I don't really know. She's kind of a friend of another friend, like acquaintance kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you were kind of like mysterious. I was like, I don't know. She looks like she doesn't like me. And <laughs> you're too cool. Like just a bunch of horror movies. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, maybe. She's a metalhead. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. And then, um, so yeah, so coming into New York was horrific too. It's pouring monsooning rain. Oh my God, like, it was the craziest flight. It was just horrific. And then um, I remember everyone all of our other friends and everything were saying, oh gosh, I can't wait to get to the hotel and just crash out. I'm so and tired. I'm just we like, need to go to sleep. We got an early we morning. We did all this work to fucking get here. We are going out. We're and in New York City. And everyone yeah. else is just like, girl, you're nuts. No way. Like, we're tired. And then I remember looking at New York and then, I or New York to Raquel and saying like, <laughs> are we on the same page? And she's like, totally same page. We're going out. Awesome. And, and I was like, do we, do we just become best friends? <laughs> are we on the it was page, definitely, same page? It might've been exactly like the scene in Step Brothers where they realized that they're best friends. <laughs> oh, like we something just, there. <laughs> something clicked three days. I think we maybe collectively slept eight hours. No, we That's didn't. Right. We, That's right. we went to in Brooklyn on accident and sure. we got to see. Sure. <laughs> Easy left <laughs> we, turn. <laughs> yeah, we, we went on accident. We went ballroom dancing in the middle <laughs> at 4 a.m. in the middle of the park. We went to one of the Sonoma State alumni, Chris Jaley, this artist at the time. We got to go to his house and see see him make a bunch of cool drawings it was awesome. just like it was awesome. so fun and ever since then we've just been like like stuck together and really we've been through so many things in the trenches together now i don't um, i do not recommend putting your organs through what we put our no, organs through don't do it. <laughs> during that time there's, there's always a health there's always a health i don't know if that's there's, good, a but there's PSA, always a health yeah. disclaimer yeah. to say don't don't pickle your liver Ooh, in such yeah. a short amount of time. Still, my organs are still mad at me, but like yeah, we're definitely on the same page one. during that time. Yeah. And when it comes to debauchery. <laughs> Did you end up at the yeah. Chelsea Hotel? I hope you stopped short of the Chelsea Hotel. I mean, in this uh, I don't remember. I don't yeah. think we so. did go <laughs> through that neighborhood <laughs> because like all the galleries are there and stuff. So yeah, we, we did, did kind of walk through the Chelsea neighborhood. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's mm -hmm. me. I did. And she spells her name right, too. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and then, I mean, that was our renaissance. And we did all the New York things, you know, we experienced them all together. We, we got to see stuff. the colleagues together. We did the Met. We did the yeah. uh, Central Park. Like, we got to do the it Frick all. The Frick is the coolest one. I like the Frick Yeah, the, the Frick best. was That was cool. awesome. You did like the Frick. I, yeah. yeah. I like the, the, the MoMA. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. it was a good trip. And then ever mm-hmm. since then, you just like stuck by by my like we were just stuck together, and everybody kind of you know wasn't Everyone. on our same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, though they were all very annoyed by us and our active yeah. antics the whole time. And sorry, yeah. guys, we were probably sorry. Annoyed. we were really fucking annoyed. And what I did is just changed. I opened the door and said, "Come on through with it." So the, yeah, it's different, it's different people going to respond. Uh, different ways no that's uh, that's such a lovely uh and particularly (laughs) like new york city i was thinking when you're talking about like the guggenheim is like uh on my show the first thing that i thought of the guggenheim i did a a what if uh what if um podcast is like in marvel comics Uh it's alternate history what if this happened and i did a i riffed for about like a hundred minutes on uh two conian comic books that i read and the one that i read was (laughs) like conian like smashing the shit out of the out of the guggenheim so that's what i had in my head as we were telling me part of the story of your time and in, in was we were counting I love, smashing the shit out of new york city yeah man. we were like godzilla <laughs> we loved it. We yeah loved we did it. it we yeah. did new york for sure oh yeah we did the thing yeah. we were supposed to do which is just party your ass off i guess and alive, alive, <laughs> all it, and fit in the art museums and checked all the different things we did uh, all the art things too we were responsible yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. visit an alumni to network right you networked mm-hmm. out there as yeah well, it was right? networking yeah. but then i remember we got back to the hotel room and we told everybody like all of our girlfriends like hey we just saw chris Shaley. like we got to go to his house we saw his drawing he gave me this drawing i have it in my wallet and they were all like are you fucking kidding me like they were so mad that they got hit. they missed out on that but yeah, you, went you know for what it, you wanted to sleep yeah you can't win if you don't play you <laughs> yeah. know right, right? Nobody likes a quitter, right? Nobody likes a quitter. Yeah, nobody likes a quitter. You got to right? be out there. We didn't even shower that whole time, to be real. We're very baroque. Very, very stinky. Very stinky. A lot of heavy clothes, a lot of layers, a lot it of layers. With the walking. Not good, no. yeah, not, not I think too. it took me like I think it took me a full day to brush my hair out from how mad it was. <laughs> I think Leonard Cohen did a song about that. No, I get it. I get it. Hey, um, now uh, was okay. Is there anything else outside uh, outside of the the meeting? Anything else that if you left this show and said, "Oh shit, we didn't cover that," what would that be? I mean, no, there is a very specific art critique that involved Raquel's <laughs> questionable bronze sculpture that she made in Cinema State. Yeah, <laughs> I can uh, go I there. I didn't know if we were gonna be. <laughs> Let's do it. Was right. brought up. Okay. It was brought we're up. We're doing it. It's, it's, it's entertainment. Only something rather than nothing once, right? Um, so <laughs> if it goes so like this to, maybe more than that but keep going yeah. maybe so at sonoma state they have a really like comprehensive art program which means that you even though you're paint i was a painting major and i still had to take all the other things like um sculpture ceramics and the sculpture teacher i think you can just describe her, you know, if we're talking about a sort of high art setting, like she just definitely holds herself in a high regard. And now, you know, being older, I get it. She was the only female studio art teacher at that male dominated school, like total badass. 
But at the same time, like, I I very quickly knew that she was going to be uncomfortable, let's just say, um, dealing with me. Because I definitely like to, like, disrupt. I didn't – I don't like white walls. I, I like, you know, to shock, like we said – just let and her be this, subversive. Just let me be subversive. <laughs> and if you if I get a hint that you're not gonna like it, I'm gonna double down. Like I just have to. <laughs> I have to challenge you. I have to challenge you. I like this instinct. It's good. Uh, well, it's just like, you know, art should be can't should be able to be anything, right? You really yeah. should be able to push those limits. And so the assignment was to abstract a body part. Can you guess which one I did? I haven't the slightest idea. Was it uh, was it an elbow? Mm-hmm. Uh, close. So it rhymes with weenus. I did a penis. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make a penis. And I, I knew going into the conversation, because you, know, you have to talk about what you're making and why you're making it. So I knew going into this conversation that I'd have to like straight face it and have a really good reason why I'm abstracting the penis. So I'm talking to Jan and I'm like, you know, I'm going to abstract a penis and it's going to be like what my dick would be like if I had one. And it's going to be about, you know, female rights and power, empowerment and, uh, which are serious topics. Like it was, you know, it was easy, but to be honest, I was really just kind of fucking with her and everybody. (laughs) And I knew having to be in like a critique that I was just like so excited. So I, I, you know, I, and it's bronze foundry was the segment too, which is, you know, very high art working with lava. It's like <laughs> it is like working with. Lava, I was but- I was actually the hooker of the bronze foundry, and I just oh, yeah, you were the, the job because it was hooker. <laughs> and it's really like like you got it. You got you use a hook and you like hook on to this. It was like actually one of the scariest things because they're like this big pot <laughs> of lava. It's like in your face. I'm like, man, I just chose this job because the name is funny. Like, come on. <laughs> you got like a full fucking anti fire suit. Oh. Yeah, like a suit. Oh, oh my god! I'm, I'm just thinking both of you, like either one of you, around lava in in, in general. It was, I, you know, it I know was a scary situation. Scary, scary. No, but it was scary. Um, but making bronze, you have to like sculpt wax, and then you put dip it in plaster, and then you you know fucking fill it, and it's a whole thing. And she was talking about patinas and finishings and things like that, and I. I, I'm not very precise, but I patinaed the dick and I did it and I did Beautiful. it right and I waxed Beautiful. it and I made it, I made it as like, it was, it, yeah. And so, and then when I presented it, I put it on a white pedestal on top of a glass wine carafe and I, <laughs> and I rested, I nestled it into this wine craft and then I lit it and, and I put it in the center of <laughs> the center of the art hallway so everybody (laughs) Everybody had to walk and see it 
<laughs> so we go into crit and I'm like, okay, I just have to stay strong. Like I cannot laugh. I cannot laugh because if I laugh, it ruins the whole thing. So I kept a straight face and everybody started giggling and like not, you know, they're like, well, it's a dick. Like, what can we really say? And then I look over and my friend, Jane, my friend Jamie at the time, um, she's like looking at me, like see, sensing that I'm sort of like disappointed because um, people aren't getting into it. And she stops everybody and is like, I think it's like, I can't believe all of you are laughing. Like, this is clearly, and she was really serious. She saved my ass. <laughs> this is clearly a commentary. Like, I'm just thinking about the weight that men have on top of women and how they keep us down and how also the strength of the carafe holds the man up because women really are yeah, the backbone yeah, yeah, behind yeah. that. Okay. And she goes there. Yeah, and going, I was like, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. She just kept going. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is going my direction. And I mean, it's so cool because it actually, you know, uh, even though I did mean for it to be sort of like this comment on uh, my artistic license, I, it, it ended up being this other thing. And, you know, other male professors came up to me and they're commending me on it. And, oh, I really liked it. And John Scott, remember, was all oh, like, John approached Scott, me yeah. at the bar oh, later. And he was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, he, he loved it. He wanted to talk to me about it for so long. And it really ended up just being like one of my favorite crits that I've ever had. Oh, the, the art department won't forget that one. I don't no, think. I hope not. <laughs> Sometimes they ask to keep the work, though, and unfortunately they didn't ask to keep my my seven-pound bronze penis. But well, I still have it. Still have it if you go guys are in the market. Well, uh, uh, there's there, there's there's a lot of directions this can, this can go. And we both – we both do classy shows. I mean, let's face it. So we have a right. But um, <laughs> but did, let me try it this way. Since you said initially, you, you know, just fucking around with things, and but you said it would be yours. Did you craft your penis in a way that reflected crafting yours in your head? I mean. Yes, I by well, patinin so I, by patinin the hell out. I think that was the verb. Patina the I did patina it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I put. So I think everybody kind of has a doodle. Like, do you have something that you like to doodle over and over, Kenny? Yeah. Like, yeah, is there I anything? Do, I do. Um, I do uh, geometric shapes. Uh, yeah, constantly all around, and that's what I do when I doodle. Yep. See, and and yeah. I have a signature doodle that I do. It's usually figurative, heavy eyelids, big bulbous eyes, and like weird, like kind of creepy little figures. And so I, I drew those like three dimensionally all over the penis. And um, there's this term I think it's spit back that can happen in bronze where like if the wax w doesn't melt the correct way, air can get trapped in the casting. So okay. it looks like somebody took a bite out of the head of the dick. And okay. I was like, well, I just have to let oh, this God, happen. A bite taken out of it. 
<laughs> that's the reason for the commentary. Uh, that was the that. reason yeah. for the commentary. If that's what. Well, it was accidental. What... It's not something you can really control or plan yeah. on, or maybe you can if you're in if you're a master at the craft. You're good but, at um, this, yeah. She, yeah, she gave me a B plus, which I thought was good because all my other projects did not grade as well. But I remember <laughs> being like, "Yeah, B plus." <laughs> like, thank God, that was an intense class. Um, that was an intense clash. It was very serious. Serious. And so so the, yeah. we have an S SRTN uh, podcast exclusive then, I think, at this point, right? <laughs> that is for sure. That is oh for my. sure. Confirmed. Oh <laughs> um, uh, dare I ask, is there any other <laughs> thing that if you hung up and said, Shit, we were supposed to drop this on the on the on, um, on that podcast. This has been a free for all. We know uh, it, we're doing it now. Uh, not to to you know to to force anything on you, but to get rid of that feeling that I have sometimes. I mean, I have a thousand questions. I'll be unsatisfied at the end. I mean, there's just just there's just too no, much I okay. could open. Up. I'm just gonna let all that go. I think you know, if anything, just um, you know. Come check it out if you want to and if you feel like it. Yeah. Like, and we're know. just trying to, like, combat the hoity-toity gatekeepy art environment yeah. with full force in a fun, gossipy way and bring us back to the art is just a human experience and humans are drama and drama is fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Check out – definitely yeah. download Baroque Bitches and maybe some of these artists will be more – could be more relatable and help you join the conversation or if anything as Raquel says you can be the most interesting guy at the party with yeah. some of these some of these little facts about oh I'm already some using our favorite artists I'm already yeah. using some of this stuff you know like did you and you'd be like <laughs> like you get did somebody you have bring a moment the where you were like did you know this or anything like that to anybody um did you use the tea uh, well, Egon, 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 Chile. No, there's, and on the Chile thing, what was fun is I, I mentioned in brief passing, maybe on social media and Instagram, but what I found so fascinating about my encounters, uh, I was in the mid 20s, I was in the Czech Republic, and I, I didn't, I had never even heard of uh, the name. Uh, Chile. I never, uh, I just had an encounter. But when I saw the art, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what the heck is this? I mean, just, right. you know, just kind of hungry yeah. to see everything. And his, the museum, I guess he had worked some time in the town of Cheshki Krumlov, which in the Czech Republic. Right. And, um, but I didn't realize this strange event, which I'd never seen before, would correlate so closely to the art uh, that he produced was that. There were uh, Europeans, and I don't say that because they were naked. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, the, you know, but they, it was um, it was starting to get warm, but it wasn't very warm. So when they like, there was a bunch of women, a few guys, and they all jumped into the river, and it was over down by the museums. But I think what was so fascinating that I didn't understand at the time was like what I saw were bodies, and they were all like 
you know, when you jump in and your body's become like distended and you're not posing right. or modeling, it was like the way that the bodies were in his paintings where there, there was an exposure. And I was like, it's so yeah. weird. The only time I've ever seen people, well, I see that every weekend in Portland, but the only type of time <laughs> I seen that was, was like really like then and right next to the, that museum. The other piece mm -hmm. when I was in the town, uh, once in a lifetime experience, uh, only time I did it, but it was fun as hell for a few minutes was there was a bar in Chesky Krumlov that was an old jail and it was underground. So then it was like going into like an old ass like ooh, ja jail bar. Ooh, hell yeah. yeah. Only time I ever had absinthe, right? So I'm drinking at this oh. point. And they set it up and they got the absinthe and it's green. And I read all the legends and you go nuts on this stuff. Right. And wood alcohol. And then uh, they get the sugar and they soak it up in the absinthe and then they light it. And I'm like, am I fucking right. Freebasin over here? And like, yeah. <laughs> like, it does look like a like, situation. Like, like I'm, I don't always. <laughs> I don't always check my surroundings or check myself, but I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm like, is this free? Had it. And I drank it down and I giggled, giggled <laughs> for 45 straight <laughs> seconds, 45, whatever interact. And I'm uh, funny. I try to laugh. So I giggled like a schoolgirl mm. for 45 oh seconds. And I was like, whatever that was. Whoa, that is oh, different yeah. than other things that I've had before. So <laughs> yeah. that was all that in does, one day. Yes. That does kind of remind me. I used to work at a marijuana dispensary. That's how I met my husband. He was my manager. And right. um, yeah. we used to do, and this was before um, the prop came out. So the, or it was kind of like in the, the transition era of um, marijuana being, um, just medicinal and then marijuana being recreational in California at the time. Sure. And, um, so we were allowed basically before, before the prop came out, it was just, you're basically just selling drugs in a store that at that point of it's, <laughs> it's completely not regulated at all. The federal government doesn't want to deal with time. it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we're doing um, the, uh, the dispensary that I worked at was uh, doing dabs in the dis in the dispensary. So a lot of people thought like, so oh, what is this? Is this crack? And it's like, no, 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 it's weed. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Try it. Come try it. Be one of Just us. Just need more heat. Just need more heat than normal. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, so you know, I I was the one to kind of dispense the dabs because you have to like heat it up with a torch, and we didn't want our uh, patients to be like playing with a torch or anything so i'm heating it up and it's always the like the biggest dudes the biggest scariest gangster looking dudes are like yeah give me a dab it's all good and then uh, okay come on over come on, it's okay come on and then they're just <laughs> <coughs> i'm like a, a, a solid like 20 seconds 30 seconds of straight coughing like oh, is that is that too hard for you and then of course the giggling the the full-blown like coming into themselves as like little babies yeah i need a glass of water <laughs> and like happened and so like do you need to go sit down it's okay and the ones that that took them like a champ are usually like the hardcore old ladies that that have <laughs> aches and pains that needed to come to the dispensary oh, yeah. and I, yes. please give me a dab hell yeah i took it like champs <laughs> I would but be I, like that story kind of in a ball of in the time. corner, just uh, dying. 
That can we just comment? Can we just comment up around on how so many good porches. Chelsea's baby voice is, though? I, that is oh, actually man. thank you, thank you for pointing that out. I was I I moved right into that. Uh, Chelsea, how do you end up around so much lava and hot torches? I mean, I'm just a common, I'm a common citizen think, um, here, an observer, think, and saying, how's this happening here? I don't know. Maybe I'm a fire sign. Maybe I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just Chelsea's also very fire. neat and organized and clean. I feel like I'm the opposite, and I'm always been like, "Wow, you're so clean." Or like, weren't you you're Aquarius, so right? You're Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wily, <laughs> yeah. up, down, all around. Can't yeah, be my my partner Jenny's uh, in in Aquarius. That's a real, real real energy i'm a leo so i don't know how those are supposed oh. to combine and all so i like i like leo i like the august birthday i like the yeah uh, my like dad and my stepmom are leos i have a lot of leos Ooh. and sagittarius in my life both my parents um, are leos and that's why they, they they're divorced <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave Leos are really loyal, though. They've got a loyalty to the people that they love. They're caretakers. They yeah. got a temper, though. They got a they temper, temper, though. And I, Aquarius, I feel, we can't be I'm bothered with the temper. I'm, I'm we can't be bothered with here. the temper. You gotta Moving take off it. camera you gotta away from my dad's <laughs> Leos. Two Leos can, can be a much. Uh, hey, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to talk to the listeners out there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Baroque Bitches uh, podcast, uh, mm-hmm. uh, follow, like, jump on the Instagram page. The Instagram page is fun. I've seen memes. You've been memeing it up. Like, like, like it yeah, I love, I, I love me a meme. I love me a meme. And uh, review. (laughs) I did a review recently. I said uh, not for prudes. I said other things, but (laughs) don't come in ready to be offended, folks. Be prepared to learn and understand (laughs) all of the story behind uh, behind your famous famous artist. But no, like we were doing this indie thing, and there's something about podcasts too. It's like there's a lot of misnomers and misunderstandings. Like I said about that thing going from 12 to 13 episodes, people say they're a billion podcasts. No, there isn't. There are a large amount and it's a growing media, but of ongoing podcasts of good quality and like indie folks putting it together. This is like important, uh, important stuff to support. And I think it's like really cool to do it because you already know it's not easy. And like, how do I get noticed? And if you make art for me, I'm a self-promoter. I'm an organizer. If I'm making something with my brain and I think it's cool, just like me working in the labor movement, if I think it's cool or a good thing to do, I'm going to tell you it's a good thing to do. I'm going to tell you to listen. And I think like dropping into that and supporting and, and, and just artists will drop in and be like, check this out. I'm a big fan. I've done my review. I've done a lot of, uh, all that type of stuff, but, um, no, seriously, everybody take the action step. Uh, support broke bitches. Hey, support something uh, rather than 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 nothing. Rather than nothing. Something rather yeah. than nothing. Rather than nothing. Hey, I've never done this before. But prior to letting you go, everybody hates this question. Why is there something rather than nothing? It's the funniest. We got thing in the world. it, dude. We got it. it. Like, <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, it, it, did we capture the gestalt? of the of why there's something rather than nothing. I mean, we covered the Bible 
lot of the Catholic <laughs> Church miracles. Jeffrey we Dahmer, went a lot of places. Brass, brass penis. Uh, we, I mean, there's so much <laughs> syphilis. It's oh, go God. to the doctor. It's all in there. We when I was, we went when, so many places. When I lived in Cape but, Cod and go to the doctor, uh, my friend, well, you know, it's on the Cape Cod, late early twenties and stuff like that. You Your buddy yells, I'm, 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 "I'm pissing, I'm pissing razor blades, dude! I can't help you with that." You gotta go to the clinic. <laughs> You're pissing razor blades. I'm not asking questions. You gotta go about a thing. for that to go away. You can't put two you. 12 ounces on it and wait for this. You gotta go to the free clinic. Go There's gotta to be the one doctor. down the street. Um, <laughs> uh, people can find your so show everywhere. There, yeah. Right. Well, uh, why is there something rather you than nothing? S- oh, I want you Did both you- to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I'm yeah. very literal. It, it, surprisingly, I'm pretty literal. And I, you know, I did get kind of mad at the question a little bit when I was thinking about it. And then today I was like, you know what? You know what? There's only nothing to quantify something because nothing is not actually a thing. I don't think nothing is actually real, is my answer after thinking long and hard about it because everything is able to be described. Even space where there's supposedly nothingness is still fucking called space. So that is why there's always something because nothing is not actually existing. That's my answer. Did she freeze up? Yeah, just froze up just right there. And she was... Oh man, and she, I was like in it. the wrong. I didn't know like, this stuff. Like she's like, <laughs> did I lose you? <laughs> you giving the best. Okay. You giving the best answer. Like I can't We're predict. Like, <gasps> you giving the best answer. I'm like, I don't have to fucking ask this anymore. You go in, and I'm like, and then you stop. I'm like, I, I've been doing this five years. I'm finished. I'm I got playing. it glitched. It paused. I'm we so lost sorry. you. We lost you at like space. That you can describe space, space as being something. You're talking you language. You can even to describe space because space is still space. Space is yeah. not nothing. So the answer is that there's not actually nothing because everything is actually something. Everything is something rather than nothing. Raquel, right there. Done. You did Done. fucking nail on the head. Yeah. You, you, not too many people. <laughs> I don't say that, you know, I mean, it's right there. It's like for me, I always tell the joke again. Don't tell the joke again. Don't say it again. I always repeat myself. You got it. Chelsea. Chelsea, something rather than nothing. If the question oh, is still, damn. Okay, question of, like if the question stuff. is still of any issue or importance, I'll just answered it. Give it a thought. I think it's just um, that uh, nothing would mean that the art world would, and and I'm less literal. <laughs> like I'm more about like how it pertains to us and what you we're got doing. This. You got like, this. But um, that I think because the art world would continue to be this gatekeepy environment that doesn't allow people to access it in a way. I think um, a lot of times, and I, and I hear this from my students a lot too, of, I don't really understand some art. And, and it's like, well, it's not, sometimes it's not something to understand. You just got to kind of feel it. And um, so we're, we're really trying to like, if we could trying to, make some the something be 
that art could be accessible for everyone. And um, then maybe people would want to consider joining the conversation or even people would consider making their own art. And that is just fucking beautiful. So I think that's, that's the something is that, that others kind of spreading the word that others can access this. And it it doesn't have to be with painting or drawing or anything like that. It could be, and it could be, quilting or making tree houses, gardening, like whatever your thing, whatever your something is should be explored. And, and you should also have fun with it too, as much as you can. Yeah. And I mean, something something can come from nothing, right? Like we are building this something out of nothing, but then the word nothing's only there to quantify the something that we're doing. Yeah. There's, Um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of like really intricate German expressions that try to capture what you did and careers spent on trying to capture what you did. But I love it. No, it's, it's art. It's art. It's art for the people. Right. Like I didn't yeah. fit into the I didn't fit into the to the academy. And I think like if uh, philosophy or thinking about like questions wasn't at least entertaining or helped you like. Uh, mess with your head to try to figure out a different way or art than it jack with your head to say hey that wasn't true this is true then i don't know like let's 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 go for it this is uh what is this episode called the the truth uh something (laughs) uh baroque Um, i don't know we get a we'll figure out the title uh uh, later (laughs) on i the book of uh the book of job or i i don't know (laughs) That got scared with Chelsea on the Bible stuff. I'm like, if I oof, I throw that out there a little bit further, we're gonna get all the Bible stuff. We're gonna get Abraham oh, yeah. and Isaac. She'll, we're gonna go get there with you. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love all that stuff. You could, I also kind of I mean, hate it too, but I love it too. Yeah, yeah. You're good at, <laughs> and you know your shit. Like I was like checked out at catechism for sure. Um, yeah, we catechism. almost. <laughs> catechism yeah i had to do the whole thing i got yeah we won't i got got, they confirmed me i got confirmed too i'm a confirmed catholic what is the state of gonna burn what's the state (laughs) of the church raquel if if looking like us i even answered the questionnaire wrong before uh with the priest i answered the questionnaire wrong i there was something in there said about loving your neighbors i was basically wrote something like my neighbor's an asshole i don't love him he's a jackass (laughs) It's so confirm me. I'm like, Fuck oh, my I'm my neighbor. What do you mean? I, I can pass tests here. I think I failed this one, but if you're gonna pass me anyways, I guess you need me confirmed. So I don't know. I didn't get right. I didn't end up getting that far, but I did read the thing. I think that a lot of people should try reading the thing. And um, especially the people that like to quote it a lot, should I should try anything the thing? Yeah. <laughs> and um and seeing that there there's some there's some really, really wild stuff in there. So if you're gonna quote it, especially when it when it comes to um you know, being mean to someone <laughs> then yeah. and hating on somebody, yeah, then you should actually read what's right. in there and and right. see that that quote is is not relevant because yeah, we're because we're not let's we're not like anti-faith or anti-believers oh faith is we're, beautiful we're, yeah we're anti we're anti-haters and it's yeah. not our fault that like you know no, bible belty people just get 
you know, grouped in there because they, they like to be haters. Yeah. Quit being and, a hater. And from what I know about Jesus, he was actually really cool and, and a Buddhist. But anyway. <laughs> Next, awesome. Next. We are... <laughs> We are taking We're, on every, yeah. every, every topic. And that's, a, that's our commitment uh, in, 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 in this show. Um, one second. My, uh, my screen just, my screen's back. Hey, you still there? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Something weird happened on my screen. So we're running into weird goblins and everything. Let's wrap up this, uh, yeah. wrap up this party. Um <laughs> Uh, thank you both so much. It, uh, I felt like I knew you cause of the, maybe the wildness of your show, but, um, really <laughs> loved uh, hanging with you and, um, yeah. uh, and exploring. Thanks for having and, us. Yeah. yeah. This is and fun. everybody check out, this check out, really check out the broke bitches podcast. Yeah, Subscribe do it. to it on multiple channels, download it on anywhere you have space on your computer, on your tablet, on your phone, get those downloads up for them. And, uh, uh, and keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, you've got this, something between episode 12 and 13. You're in. It's not all easy from there, but you have you have gotten over the hurdle. So you are, you're doing it. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for that. I didn't know that. And yeah, we appreciate being on here. It was really fun. Super fun. Yeah. 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 We got to do it again. Part two. Guess what? Again, Art is fun. Guess what? Art is fun. Hey, everybody. Yeah, this is part one. Hey, everybody. Art is fun. Right? It's good. Remember, yeah. remember, have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> have a good time. And uh, uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, more to come. Yeah, thank you. This is something rather than nothing. Listeners, to stay connected with us and our guests, visit somethingratherthannothing.com. Join our mailing list for exclusive updates and access to guest-created art. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please like, subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform. People really read that shit. Your support helps us reach more listeners and spread our community across the planet. This is a global show, and we like to give a shout out to our many listeners across the world, including many listeners in Canada, Spain, Germany, UK, Argentina, Brazil, India, Thailand, and so many more places. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at something rather than nothing podcast for behind the scenes content. And the best way to help the show is to tell your friends about us. If you love it, they'll love it too. Tell your friends who love it. We love you. This is something rather than nothing podcast.